Welcome listeners to the Overlook podcast, which is one of the podcasts that is produced by Tunuka Media. I'm your host Yemi and every week I bring you Overlook stories from all over the world. The world is a vast and diverse place, so these stories will include the good, the bad and the weird. Be sure to come back each week, share the podcast with your friends and hit the magic subscribe button. To get regular updates on the show and what we're up to, connect with Tunuka Media on social media. Your support is priceless, so don't forget to give a like or a high rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Now, it's time for this week's episode. Hi, if you're new here, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Those who know me know that I can sometimes be slightly, slightly juvenile. So I had to steal myself a few times while recording one of the stories on this week's episode. Once you've had a chance to listen, see if you can guess which story it was. Let's get right into it. This week's episode starts with an act of kindness by Dr. Ian Arkansas. Dr. Omar T. Attic has forgiven more than $650,000 US of unpaid medical bills for those patients who were once under his care. Dr. Attic opened the Arkansas Cancer Clinic 29 years ago to provide cancer care to the underserved community in Pine Bluff. He is now closing the business. So for years, the good doctor focused solely on his patients' medical situations and left the financial part of the business, such as billing, to his office crew. He noticed just how much people were paying as he was browsing through documents as part of the business wind-down process. According to Dr. Attic, some patients were still paying on debts that ranged from hundreds of dollars to tens of thousands. These financial pressures had been made worse in 2020, stemming from the ripple effects of the global pandemic. Dr. Attic said that to him, this is not just a story about debt forgiveness. He said, and I quote, but the fact that we have medical debt and we still have people for no fault of theirs, are going bankrupt trying to get healthy. Dr. Attic is now moving on to a new chapter in his life after closing the clinic. He's a full-time professor of head and neck surgery at the Winthrop P. Rockefeller Cancer Institute for Medical Sciences, which is a part of the University of Arkansas. Going a little off script, I'm just going to say this. I cannot be the only person that initially and for the longest time pronounced Arkansas as Arkansas. Please, somebody tell me I'm not alone. I actually had to, this is funny, so I actually had to do a Google Translate check before um, recording that part of this week's episode. It is not my fault. It is pronounced very differently from how it is spelled. Anyway, I thought that was funny because I had actually recorded that first story once through before realizing that I was pronouncing Arkansas as Arkansas. Anyway, you can let me know on Instagram if I'm the only one that struggles with pronouncing Arkansas. Well, Arkansas. Oh, my God. Arkansas. (laughs) All right. On to the next one. So in a world where two opposing sides can't agree on simple facts, the world can seem very, very confusing. A teenager in Ireland is trying to do his part to help combat what is called deepfake videos. 
A teenage student in Ireland has won a national science competition for developing technology that can identify these fake videos online easily. According to Euronews.com, Greg Tarr was declared the winner of the 2021 BT Young Scientist and Technologist of the Year Award for his project called Towards Deepfake Detection. As technological tools have advanced, so too has the spread of misinformation, and this will come as no surprise. In deepfake videos, the photo or audio is altered by artificial intelligence to make it seem like the person did or said something that they actually have not. Understandably, these videos have caused a significant amount of concern internationally. Greg Tarr's project found a more efficient and cost-effective way to detect deepfakes using artificial intelligence. The interesting thing is that programs like this, while great, can be used to train a better deepfake model, which then trains a better deepfake detector, and on and on and on, in an endless cat and mouse game. But that is tomorrow's problem. This is a wonderful achievement for Greg, who will go on to present his work at the European Union's Contest for Young Scientists coming up in September 2021. I was just as surprised as you are about to be when I realized that smart chastity belts were a thing. But yes, yes, they are. Technology has met piety. Chastity belts are devices that were reportedly worn by women in the Middle Ages to prevent sexual intercourse. They were often referenced in popular culture as an extreme method of enforcing fidelity or, as the name implies, chastity. So chastity belts in the modern age are now technologically more advanced. But wait, that is actually not the main story here. According to multiple outlets, a hacker took control of people's internet-connected chastity cages and demanded a ransom to be paid in Bitcoin in order to unlock it. The bug within the AI of a Bluetooth-enabled BDSM sex device called the Cellmate Chastity Cage was first reported in October 2020. In fact, back in October, Pen Test Partners, the cybersecurity firm who first exposed the issues, also noted that the loophole allowed for users' passwords, private messages, and even precise geospatial locations to be exposed. The cellmate chastity lock works by allowing a trusted partner to remotely lock and unlock the chamber over Bluetooth using a mobile app. The lock is designed for use on the male partner. According to TechCrunch, the chamber was designed to lock with a metal ring underneath the user's um, male member. So with that design, the wearer may actually need a heavy-duty bolt cutter or an angle grinder to be freed. Ouch. Luckily, some emergency escape possibilities were available for some of the users who were caught in this uh, situation, saving them from the bolt cutters. One of them was to contact the remote support and ask them to unlock it and then reset the cellmate. Um, another solution involved only a screwdriver to unlock the device manually, but that came at the expense of voiding the warranty of the product. The manufacturer has since updated the software to get rid of the loopholes and the latest version is apparently safe to use. So, to wrap the story up, 
I will reflect on the same sentiment I read over on Vice. Be careful what device you trust with your data, or in this case, with your genitals. <laughs> Sorry. In the introduction to this podcast, I say that the podcast will include some weird news. This, dear listeners, is one of those. According to a recent case report published in the Journal of Academy of Consultation Liaison Psychiatry, an unnamed 30-year-old man was rushed to the emergency room in Nebraska after he injected himself with a tea brew that he made from magic mushrooms. While that is weird, that is not all. The experiment went disastrously wrong because the mushrooms ended up growing in his veins. It subsequently nearly killed him. Keyword being nearly because he ultimately survived after about a month. According to the reports, the unnamed man had read about the benefits of psychedelic drug mushrooms and had wanted to use it to self-medicate depression and opioid dependence. Psychedelic mushrooms contain psilocybin, a drug that causes intense hallucinations and euphoria when ingested through food or drink. He had turned the mushrooms into a form of tea by first boiling and then filtering them before injecting the so-called tea. Soon after, he developed symptoms including lethargy, jaundice, diarrhea, and nausea, along with vomiting of blood. By the time he was admitted to the hospital's intensive care unit, multiple organs had already started to fail, including his lungs and his kidney. Tests revealed that he had fungal infection in his blood, likely meaning that the mushrooms he injected were now growing, yes, growing, in his blood. Thankfully, the patient survived this ordeal and was later discharged from the hospital. Funny enough, this is not the first time that someone has tried to inject these mushrooms for their apparent benefits. The authors of the report found two other cases documented in 1985 paper. The report has been released as a pre-proof paper, which means that it still needs to undergo peer review with the potential for minor edits before a final version is then published. Prior research has suggested that some hallucinogenic compounds, when administered under the guidance of a physician, has the potential to help people with mental illness. The research also never involves directly injecting the fungus into the veins. Instead, the active ingredient is extracted and then administered. This story is not an advocacy for or against magic mushrooms. But in all the research I read, those who chose to indulge tend to eat them or drink them as tea, but not directly inject them. So yeah, on this episode... We learned that mushrooms can still reproduce after being both boiled and then filtered. Just as Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, life um, finds a way. Bitcoin is a digital currency that was created in the year 2009 by an anonymous computer programmer or a group of programmers known as Satoshi Nakamoto. They are essentially computer files that are stored in what is called a digital wallet. They can then be used as payment, with every transaction being recorded in a public list known as a blockchain. The price of Bitcoin hit an all-time high in recent days and is now trading around 
thousand US dollars. Given that each one is currently trading at about thirty-seven thousand US dollars, what would you do if you lost a digital wallet that contains seven thousand five hundred bitcoins? Life for life. This is the subject of our current story. James Howell is in exactly this predicament. The British man accidentally threw out a hard drive containing 7,500 bitcoins away in the year 2013. Since then, he has been struggling to get them back, and honestly, I don't even blame him. He is now offering the local authority 70 million US dollars, or a quarter of whatever the Bitcoin's current value is. If they allow him to excavate the landfill sites where he believes that it is buried, like many times since 2013, the local authority have once again said that they are not able to accept his offer. In a statement to CNN, a spokeswoman for Newport City Council told CNN that the council is not permitted to excavate the site. She also added that the excavation will have a huge environmental impact on the surrounding area. Man, that sucks. So, what would you do if you were in his shoes? I don't know. That's just like hard to swallow. Always check your hard drives before you toss them out, people. Always check those hard drives. In our final story this week, Ivory Coast has announced the creation of its first marine protected area or MPA. The protected area will cover two thousand six hundred kilometers squared, or about one thousand squared miles. Of pristine ocean off the coast of Grand Berebi, Grand Berebi is a tiny western town in Ivory Coast, and it is home to mangroves, reefs, and important nesting grounds for sea turtles. According to Fees.org, the announcement is the culmination of years and years of work by the Ivorian government, the Abidjan Convention, Swedish government, and local non-governmental organization. Conservation de Especie Marines community in Grand Berebi, supported by the University of Exeter and the Wildlife Conservation Society. The new sanctuary will provide a home for nesting leatherback and olive ridley turtles, as well as more than twenty species of sharks. Thank you for listening. Did you manage to guess which story I was ridiculously driven all about? It's a good thing I don't record live because that would have been really embarrassing. So, as you go into your week, don't forget that you are valued and you matter. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to tune in every week for a new episode. Overlooked is a Tunica Media production, which also includes shows like Africa in My Kitchen, with more on the way. So follow Tunica Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to be in the loop. Until next time, have yourself a great week ahead.